everybody. Welcome back to the 10X Real Estate Warrior Nation's 10X Biz Flicks, um, where we actually talk to some of our professionals, some of the people that are on our um, summit, some of our uh, silver sponsors, which are guys like Draper, uh, Draper and Kramer Mortgage. And we also have um, U.S. Bank as one of our other mortgage lenders um, with James Chu, who is the AVP over there. And today we're actually going to get are going to bring back Chris uh, Brady because, you know, what? honestly, we wanted to finish a conversation that we started yesterday. We just, um, you know, I think it's important for us to kind of go deep in uh, with some of these people. So let's get Chris in here. Hey, Chris, welcome to the game, sir. How are we doing hey, today? Sir? Good, Sean. Doing well. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. You know, um, how are you making out with snow shoveling? Are you done there or what? I'm not done. I, after this uh, call, I'm actually going to go out on my deck and try to finish uh, <laughs> that at this point. You know, it's like throwing boulders off. It's, it's so much snow here. Well, you know, um, I don't know if people, you know, we understand it. We get it. Um, what's interesting is, is that right now, um, you know, in the Northeast, um, like in Jersey, and in my area, uh, my area where, you know, we're only a few miles apart, uh, few, you know, probably 50 miles, 30 miles apart or something like that. Um, interestingly enough, though, um, we've gotten, I know we've got 28 inches. I don't know about you. I You're over 30. I think we had like 32 inches or something. So. 32 inches. And let me ask you a question based on that. Um, did, you still, did you still talk to customers today? I did. Absolutely. Did you still talk to realtors today? They're, you know, needing your help and stuff like that? I did. I did. That's that's why they make the the AirPods, and you got your cell phone, and you go out, and you tell somebody, "Hey, if you hear the noise, oh, I'm shoveling." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if I had to jump in, I didn't mind getting out of the snow for a few moments and coming in my computer. So it was all good. Right. And, and and Chris, I'm just curious. You know, like I always ask this question, but so you're telling me, even though it's a snow day, you're still working? Absolutely. Absolutely. And what do you think? You know, um, I was talking to a lender today, um, and He's actually a fairly, you know, fairly influential guy. Um, and we were talking about the value that mortgage lenders can bring to a realtor. That's not always just, you know, like years ago it was, okay, you got a desk fee with a broker, right? You had, you had some kind of relationship with somebody and they wrote you a check to rent the space in your office. And then um, the United States government kind of changed that a little bit, made it a little more challenging to do that. And, you know, quite honestly, um, a lot of those guys were, I hate to say it, but they were to a certain extent extorting mortgage brokers, you know, um, and it really wasn't fair to you guys. So if you're going to bring something in the office besides a box of donuts, what are you bringing to the realtors um, to make an impact nowadays? I mean, without paying for the space, without bringing in a donut, it's really the expertise and the ability to pivot especially now with going through COVID and everything that's been happening, it's, it's understanding how to help the realtors help their clients and then ultimately our clients, you know, with the affordability, with understanding the home buying process, with being comfortable and making the largest uh, purchase of their life, quite frankly. So it's really partnering up and then bringing, bringing knowledge, communication and capability along with it. So knowledge and communication. And, and when you say knowledge and communication, I mean, communication with you, communication with the customer, communication you know, with everyone involved in the transaction. So, you know, as any any realtor knows and everybody who deals with real estate, you know, you have your attorney, depending on what state you're in. I mean, it could be the title company. Um, you, you have your insurance agent for the home. You have inspectors. You have, you know, town. You know, sometimes you need a certificate of occupancy to, to be had. You know, so you got all these different people that are all working together and we all need to get to the same point, which is the closing and getting the house taken care of. So it's having that communication with the multiple points and involving 
the realtor along with, with the borrower or the purchaser in this case. You know, we're trying to get that done. Not to mention you have the selling agent, you've got the seller, you've got so many different parties involved. It's trying to keep a good line of communication with everyone so you get a smooth transaction all the way through. So, you know, it's interesting you say that because, um, you know, when we, when as a realtor, right, you know, a lot of realtors think like, oh, that's not my job or that's not my job. You know, your job is you're really the, you're the point of contact between everybody. And, you know, I could tell you, um, in March of last year, uh, yeah, last year, um, you know, my staff and I actually sat down and looked at, and we said, okay, if we're going to be COVID, uh, if COVID's going to step in and it's going to, you know, put it, put it to a point where we have to do things a certain way or a different way, uh, what we actually did was took all the different pieces of the real estate transaction, put them on a whiteboard, and then said, okay, which ones do you circle the ones in red that you have to actually physically go show up to do? And you know what's interesting is I'm sure you know the guy you've done transactions with him is Marty Egan, who was one of the real uh, one of the real estate attorneys in the area here. And I, I still remember having a conversation with him and my staff going, "Hey, you know, um, I just want to let you know we're still doing business and here's what we're going to do. And we just need to increase our communication a little more." And Marty goes, "Well, you know, I don't understand. You know, it's going to be a little crazy." And I said, "Marty, do you realize that my associate Abby has done probably 300 transactions with your staff?" and talk to your staff at least three times a week, four times, if not by text or email every day almost, and if not three or four times a week. And I said, you know what's funny is in three years that she's done probably 150, 200 transactions with them, she met the woman once in your office to go show up at a bottle of whiskey to say to her, hey, congratulations on retiring. That was the only time she ever met her. But yet she's done these transactions. Oh my God, we have a special guest. Chris, I can't wait to introduce you to this guy. So, Mr. Ren Jones, how are you, sir? Doing well. So, Ren is one of our speakers. Um, he is an amazing uh, – Ren and I have known each other for probably the better part of 20 years now. Uh, we met in a coaching program where we both ended up coaching, and he was one of the rock star coaches. And now he became the guy on the other side making weapons for of destruction for real estate. Hey, Ren, um, how, what do you – what did, you know, I noticed you were on today talking about on your Facebook Live, right? And were you talking – Okay. I might have been. Um, yeah. What were you talking oh, about? Today is Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They pushed out a, um, yeah, that wasn't live live, but. Okay. So that was recorded. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we have a show called roadmap, which is, I interview someone every week that, uh, is taking two or three listings a week on average and they just explain how they do it. Right. So Ren, what is, um, tell us, tell us a little bit about Vulcan and tell us a little bit about everybody, everybody answers just so what they're going to find out on the summit, which you're going to talk a little about 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 that in the summit sure it could be great if you actually instead of telling them about the product tell them what they're going to what their benefit is going to be using it like what are they going to experience right, yeah i mean yeah that's that's yeah you know they can figure out how to use it if they get involved so. <laughs> now i mean all we do is get people oriented to the 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 listing side of the real estate business period that's it okay if they're and, and and all the best practices and all the ways to get into the listing side of the business, because buyers take time, listings take skill. And if you can be on that listing side, you can be, you can just blow it up big time on a leverage. You know, say you that again. Buyers, buyers take time. That's a great statement, actually. Um, buyers take time, listings take skill. Yeah. So tell us more about that. Well. Uh, there's that's it <laughs> but as far as Vulcan 7 goes uh 
you know, there's, there's nice leverage. You go out of town for a week, you come back for your listings sold, try that on the buyer side. So it's just a better way to be in the business. If you, especially if you have other people in your life, kids or a spouse or something like, you know, you can actually, you know, you can actually have a life, you can have a life, you know, and you know, there's the old analogy. If you're, if you're on the listing side of the business, you're the employer, employer. And if you're working with the buyers, you're the employee. You know, so it's just, it's, and hey, everything we do is oriented towards that period. So, you know, Chris is in the Chris is in the mortgage business. How do you think? How do you think your service? Um, how does he? How does he work with your service and work with the realtors and introduce them to your service? You know, Chris, Rend actually shared a statistic with me, which I thought was dumbfounding actually. And he said, you know, and, and Chris actually does make outbound phone calls and calls people, and he's not afraid of that. Um, he actually has come in my office as a mortgage lender, and and. Ren, how many people actually are willing to put themselves in a confrontational situation to get on the phone and call somebody? Well, I don't think it's confrontational. These people need help. Well, they're not. Or it's yeah. lender and you call a for sale by owner. That a lot of times they just want you can't get them to shut up. You know, they want to tell you <laughs> they everything. Just want to get their household. Right, and then you end up doing business with them. So it's and it's a wonderful thing. And if you are, you know, and if you're a mortgage lender and you're working with agents that are doing a taking a lot of listings that are on the listing side of the business. Those are the ones that tend to feed you really well. It's the ones that are live and die by one buyer that they found. You know, those people after about eight years, they burn out and they're gone, you know, but the ones are, are always sending you deals because they're, they're seven buyer agents are sending you deal after deal after deal. So uh, that's, you know, you certainly want to saddle up on the listing side if you're in the mortgage business for darn sure. Hey Chris, what questions you got for Ren? Well, it's a it's a great uh, it's great to meet you, number one, Ren. So thank you. Nice um, to meet you. What city are you in? I'm in Sparta, New Jersey. Gotcha. All righty. Got some storms. Got some snow. Oh, you got a little bit of snow. Just just a little bit. So <laughs> still still the I just think of the big dig. I guess they called it up in Boston, right? Where they're doing the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're still working on that. You're digging the tunnel back to the house. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of kind of what it is. I mean, I'm going to build a fort here later on. I think, yeah. um, it's, you know, Ren, that's not only insightful, but I, I agree 100 percent with your statement. I, I think you, you, as a mortgage lender, we, we I mean, obviously, we work with buyers agents, but the listing agents are the ones that are the movers and the shakers. And I'll even take it a step further. A lot of my listing agents I have great relationships with. They use me as a secondary approval for the offers that are coming in because they get an approval letter from name a couple of companies out there that that you know we all in the business are going okay not too confident in this approval what's going to happen we've seen this train wreck before you know would you mind yeah. giving Chris a call and seeing what can happen I pick up a lot of transactions that way. And then, you know, going from that perspective. Yeah. And I liked, I like that strategy because that really works. How many times, and there were a couple of lenders when I was running a big team is they would you know, say, well, our philosophy is everybody's pre-approved. Like, yeah. Okay. I yeah, okay. So that's what your letters are worth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Make a paper airplane out of this thing. So, so how would you approach that, you know, with, with your approach? I mean, in, in terms of, I mean, you're saying to saddle up, but it's really, I, I, I'm taking it along with listing agents to get with their buyer's agents. But I mean, have you seen I mean, much? It's the best leverage in your business to just figure out who the top 10% are in the business and then just, and then saddle up with them. And you're probably good for decades. You know, you just, all you need are like 10 of the top players. And that'll, I mean, that'll make you wealthy for life, you know, or you can work with 47 mediocre ones. 
Because I mean, the ten top ones are you know, they they have a deal a day. Yep. You know. Yeah. So it's interesting you guys say that because you know what's interesting about just what you just said was um, we were doing we were doing mentoring and coaching for another mortgage company. Matter of fact, our other sponsor, which is U.S. Bank, and in their office we started a program called the Perfect Ten. And what it what it really was was what I said to the, the loan officers is I said if you can get if you can get wholesale partnerships or business to business partnerships with 10 solid uh, sources, meaning like three or four realtors, two or three financial planners, two or three, two or three guys that are wholesalers that are working at maybe at a builder that don't have the resources for, you know, secondary paper or something like that. Um, but to have, have a stable of 10 solid relationships that, and those guys, those are guys you're calling like every one or two, every, every one or two weeks you're probably going to get two deals a month just out of that group. You're probably not, you may not get a lot more, but at least you're going to get two deals and that's enough to keep the lights on and make the minimum, you know, make the minimum nut for your monthly, you know, your monthly number. Um, and what's interesting is I would say to them, okay, go on Facebook and start to look for the perfect ideal customer. And, and Ren, I don't know if you remember, remember we did that court and remember when um, that trainer brought in the woman from, I, uh, you know, um, the perfect customer, you know, uh, identifying the perfect customer. And they wrote a book on it, actually. Um, I forgot the name of it. And it was like, make a list of the 10 things you want in the perfect customer and then put that out there and let people start to help you to attract that. Mm -hmm. um, but I and, like the philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's, and, and like you said, instead of working with painful people that are just, you know, they're just going to keep, they're going to badger you because they have nothing else going on except one transaction. <laughs> that is a train wreck waiting to happen. That's tough. Yeah, yeah, like a three pages of steps. <laughs> so what's the, Ren, what are the most successful agents that are using your platform right now? What do you think they're doing differently that, like, what's the one thing they're doing that is changing their business? Uh, well, I, I guess they're just listing centric and it's a daily routine and it's very structured okay. and it's, and they have a lot of training and they have, and they have, you know, I mean, they have, you know, like an environment of six, eight, 10, 12 of them that are all working together and competing with each other. And so it's just, it becomes very systematic and it's, it's, right. and it feeds off the, the system and the structure right. versus being sporadic and being, you know, there now that said, there are a whole bunch of one man shows, one person shows that, you know, that are with uh, one assistant and one buyer agent or no buyer agent that make a lot of money too, that make four or 500,000, have a great life. Right. You know, so there's that, too. It's all, everything exists out there. But one of the things we are seeing in the last decade and, uh, and the predictions are that we'll see a lot, I mean, even more is uh, that middle ground, that solo agent with an assistant started to disappear and teams are just everywhere. So, right, so massive, massive teams and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, I think over the next 10 years, we're just gonna, we're gonna you know, everybody's gonna be part of a team. You know, it's like, gonna be like the financial industry, basically. Yeah, it's just, is what it is. You know, um, I want to point something out too, is I, and I learned this with working with Ren is Ren, your, your model is very similar to the 10X real estate warrior nation where you're not saying you're, you're not saying who to coach with, but you're saying you should have a coach and you have relationships with coaches that you support. Yeah, Because we can't too many people yeah. business. We can't sit there and ally with one person. So what well, we always do is we, we push it back, say you need to be involved because one of the things we do is we 
teach a lot of best practices up during the week. And the message back is whoever sent you to us, get involved in their coaching. Well, right. nobody sent me anywhere. Well, you need to be involved in somebody's coaching. And there are a lot of great coaching companies. Yeah. That you need the accountability. You need somebody working with you one-on-one -on -one who has a proven track record. And you know any best practices by somebody is going to be a lot better than being a rudderless ship on your own. Absolutely. You know, because your instincts, you know, what, you know, you think logically, but you've never been in this territory. You think, well, I'll try this. And then if two years later, you found out, well, that was a big mistake. You know, a coach can save you a lot, years of mistakes. So that being said, um, it's so funny you say that because we're, we were talking to somebody about this the other day and said that 85% of the industry falls out of the business in the first five years. Yeah, exactly. And I, I keep saying that in many cases, they're, they're not afraid to hire the coach. The challenge is they hired the wrong coach. They didn't have a lot of money and a lot of resources. And then they figured out that it maybe wasn't the right coach at the right time for them. Yeah, right. And well, you're right. And there's, they're mediocre and poor coaches. So you got to be careful there. But I think, yeah. hey, I don't, I don't know, maybe even a, a, a mediocre coach would be better than no coach, I think. I, I was just going to say, like, your top, you, the people that have been using your platform the longest, right? Um, I'm assuming that 90, 80, 90% of them have a coach of some sort. Yeah, it's rare to find anybody doing really well that's not in somebody's coach. But they do exist. I I can think of two people. Right. <laughs> right. But when I when I interview them, I think to them, and I have a little conversation with them, like, say, you know, of the, of the, of the 80, 90 people we've interviewed, you're, you and one other person are not in coaching. And you can tell the mistakes they're making that if a coach would have corrected those. You just tweak they, it a little bit. Right. They ask a question like, you you know, what's your batting average? You go on 10 listing appointments. What percentage, uh, What what's your listing appointments the listings taken? And then they'll go, well, you know, I've been working on that. I don't know. Maybe one out of five or something like that. And you're like, but if they're in coaching, they go, I take 82% of my listings. You know, right. they, they've got we'll it. Pause, but we, we have to pause this for a second. Ren, how many coaching calls have you done? One, how many one-on-one -on -one calls have you done in your career? I stopped counting after about 32,000, so I don't know. Right. So, Chris, to put it in perspective, like the reason why he's got that that persona is when you're a coach, it's probably it's probably 80% of your clientele. Did you do this? Well, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so it's. Yeah, so, I mean, I think I think even a mediocre coach is better than no coach because there's just right. because you're going to get an idea in your head based on something that like, you know, some client sitting in the back row of an event or some person sitting in the back row of an event going, you know, I got this great idea. What you do is you take a picture of their house and then you mail them a postcard with their picture of their house on it. And they'll be like, oh, look, honey, it's our house. Let's call right. this guy. And they I think wanna... that's a good idea. They think something like that's a good idea. You know, so you need a coach to go, listen, that would be a big waste of your time. It sounds good, but it's a bad idea. So, you know, even a mediocre coach will be able to at least get them back on the rails. So here's a guy that you both and I both know. I know all those people, Jeff, Quentin, right. Howard, Tager, yep. Howard forever, Jeff forever. Yeah, yeah I know. all those. But people. I mean, Jeff is one of those guys where he's a perfect example of that. Well, he's about the net. He, one year he had five million in commission and gross. And his net take home was about four million, four point two. So he had like seventeen percent expenses. Can you right. believe? I mean, it was just unbelievable. Jeffrey is one of those guys. He lives. He lives about. He lives in the town that I vacation in every year, right? And he he's in South Jersey, and I'm in North Jersey, and he's about an hour and a half away. And I still remember going to see his office with my wife for the first time, and it was. It, it's got to be. 
25 years ago, I meet Jeff at an event and he says, oh yeah, come visit, right? I knock on the office door. It's about 1130. And the girl goes, I'm sorry, I can't let you in the office. If you, if I let you in before 12 o'clock, I'll he'll fire me. And I thought she was kidding. My wife was like, really? What kind of snob is this guy? Well, after watching him for about 15 minutes, I went back and literally ripped apart my office and retold everything I saw and did exactly what he was doing. Uh, and brilliant guy. Shadowing is the best thing you do when I inter I've interviewed him a few times, but I remember one well, time. Like explain you know, shadowing, by the way. Explain part, that for people that don't know what that is. We just go, you've, you, you use the copycat principle. You get on an airplane, fly to a city with, and meet with somebody. You get there that evening, have dinner with them if they're available. You get to their office first thing, probably 7.30 in the morning and follow them through till lunchtime, taking notes, recording what they say, and then go to lunch with them and fly home and then do what they do. You know, you can get years of experience with one 24 hour, one little trip like that. And Jeff Clinton's, I mean, Jeff Clinton is organized. I, I would sit next to him at an event or something. And he would have these little three by five things in this tiny print and it would be his business plan. Yep. If, did you ever see those? It was a, if he yep. had a full business plan on a little three by five card. And he'd pull it out and look at it and put it away. Pull it out, look at it and put it away. I remember one time interviewing, I said, so, you know, uh, you know, it was late November. I said, you know, we're near the end of the year, Jeff. Uh, you know, do you work through December? What do you do? And he looks over and he's looking at a calendar on his wall. And he goes, well, I'm working 17 days in December. And I mean, yeah. he has, everything is all mapped out tight. I, I can tell you, I can tell you his schedule to the point where Ren, I've been going down to Ocean City, New Jersey for 15 years, 20 years. Right. And for the first three years, I would text him and go, hey, you want to play golf when I'm down this week? Now I text him and go. I know your day off is Wednesday. You want to play at nine o'clock or at 11 o'clock. And that, by the way, that hasn't changed in 20 years and, yeah, and, and, yeah. and his business has blown up, but he hasn't changed. Yeah, I, I mean, the only thing I think he got off the rails, he was going on to all this KW expansion stuff and he was moving into Philadelphia. He was doing a lot of gross, but the net suffered. I don't know. And that suffered. And I don't and know price, if he fixed that, but that was the price a point came down quite a bit too. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know that Philly thing was such a great idea. You know, it's interesting though, is because but it's, uh, it was an in law, Cheryl Huber, works yeah. the same market and she works the high end and she made very, she made really well, that's his ex mother in law, but yeah, yeah ex mother in law. Yeah. She made, she made a, she made a million and a half just right. in the high end, million and a half in commission, kept most of it. So, yep. And he, 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 the other guy we were talking to um, is one of our other partners, a guy named James Chu over at US Bank. And when I was doing mentoring and coaching in his office once a week, it, I could still tell you it, it was January 6th and it was the day of our coaching. And James comes in and he sits down with his team and he had like six or eight people in the room that were in his that were in his organization that were loan officers. And I said, I said, James, I'm just curious. Did you do, when did you do your business plan? He goes, well, I did it in November. And he goes, I got to tell you, as of today, I'm already behind. And people are like, what are you talking about? It's January 6th. He goes, I'm already behind. He goes, because I could tell you by looking at my pipeline, how much is supposed to be in my pipeline within a week, the first week of January, and it's not there, which right. means that there is no way in hell it's going to close in March. Right. And you have to do some funny math to get that right, because you look at the, you know, the, the second quarter and the third quarter for a lot of realtors, second quarter is 40% of their income. Third quarter is 35% of their income. And then the other six months is the other 25%. You know, for a lot of realtors. So you have to, you have to, you can't sit there and equal it out based on, I mean, you have to front load the season. You know, for years, I always fought with my coaches saying, oh, we don't have a seasonal market. 
you do if you look at it carefully enough. Yeah, it depends on where you are. I mean, they're resort, and then you got Florida, and you got all this stuff. So it just depends on where you are. But for a lot of people, it's that second and third quarter is where all the money is. So, hey Chris, do you see certain do you see certain boosts in the average price point during certain times of year, like around bonus season, stuff like that? I'm just I never asked you that question. I'm curious. Around bonus season, is there a boost in the in the sales like between like November, December, January, February? In our area is the Northeast, right? So there's a lot yeah. of guys that like chunks of cash, like three hundred, five hundred thousand dollar bonuses um, at the end of the year. It, it, ironically enough, rent about forty percent of my business between November thirtieth and April first because I've I say it's bonus season. There's nobody else got a house in the market. Hey. Those all those ten objections that everybody talked about, like why sell your house during the holidays? Yeah, I, I just bought into it. You know? Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> They're, they're, yeah, bonus season definitely impacts it. And, you know, there's people that are just, they're not looking seasonally. They're looking at when, when their finances are coming in line, when they have that bonus money to put down and they're going, whoever's having their house on the market at that point, they're kind of jumping into. Um, so, yeah, there's a segment of the market that there is no seasonal move in that respect. Um, I was going to say what you guys think about this past year, because my experience, you know, throughout this entire year with my purchase transactions has literally been like this, just straight across throughout the whole year because COVID has just changed everything. And there's no, I, I don't know what, what season it is, to be honest with you, unless I get up <laughs> in my basement here and go look outside the window and I see what's going on. But nobody got out of the house. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, you guys have some funny rules up there, at least New York, New York State has that state of emergency thing where you couldn't prospect. Oh, it's crazy. Oh, Pennsylvania was the same way. Pennsylvania, yep. you couldn't do anything with showing homes. And it was, it was really, yeah, some odd stuff. New Jersey, thankfully, we were well, still- New York was the only state where you actually couldn't make an outbound call at looking for business, which was like strange. Right. It's yeah. still, it, they haven't lifted that yet. You can't call an expired well, listing error for sale by owner. If you watch the summit, watch this guy. That's Charlie Oppler. He is the National Association of Realtors president for 2021. Uh-huh. And there was a bunch of people that said, oh, my God, you know, what does NRA, what does the NAR do for us? They're a bunch of BS. Oh, my God, I'm paying all this. If you listen to Charlie's interview, you will want to pay him twice as much for your dues for what they did to actually be able to put people back in business. And yeah, I, I, do like, I do like their, their, you know, their proactive arm of getting stuff, le uh, legislation through and everything else. And they, they're, yep. they, they, they're uh, yeah, it's a wonderful thing that they do. By the way, do either one of you know what, uh, Patrick Southern? Well, he sells. A I lot know him well. He. So you want to hear? You want to hear the best story? Yeah. I, I work for Remax. It's. I could just. I could almost tell you the date. Two thousand two. Yeah. I moved to an office in Jersey City, and I my office is across the street, and I have a virtual like a. I have like a satellite office across the street above a restaurant. So Patrick says, "Hey, come I can I come and watch you?" And I said, "Yeah, sure." So it comes in my prospecting room and it was like a think tank with, we had giant uh, three by five poster boards on the wall with letters that were like this big. And back then I could actually see them. Now I can't see that far. And I don't know if you remember Walter Burns, it was another guy in the, up in the Hudson County area. He was my protege at the time. He's now one of the bigger teams. And, and I, I still remember Patrick walking in and going, looking around and going, holy crap. He goes, who's your coach? And I go, Matt Ferry. He goes, okay. And you know what, you know what he did? He actually, I mean, the guy is brilliant. He actually walked out of the office. I watch him. I look out the window. He's downstairs in front of the Chinese restaurant on the phone going like this. And he's like a younger guy. So he's about 10 years, 15 years younger than me. So he's texting and calling. Somehow he figures out how to get Pat, uh, Matt Ferry on the phone. 
sets up a, sets up a call with him. Do you know within two years he was doing 100 transactions by himself? And in, in seven years, he retired, basically. And now he works for an investment company. And and you're talking about the same guy, Ren, that... I know. I used to coach him. And when I, he started, he was making 60000 working all buyers. And he was working with a guy named Jamie Daniels, who stuttered. Yeah, Jamie. Yeah, Jamie. Right. So, yeah, together, they made about 90000 working with buyers. And then right. I said, Patrick, you need to get on the listing side of the business. And I, I coached him up to his first million in commissions. And then, somebody, and then he worked with a couple other people all the way up to you know, like three million, three, I think. Four million. And he talk about a brilliant mind. And he's, you know, he, he was like the top 10 in the state of New Jersey. So I didn't, I figured, but you know what the, you know what the take home was from, from Patrick? Yeah. I went to an event with him in Florida and I said, Hey, you need to ride to the airport. He goes, yeah, that'd be great. He gets in the car with me and he goes, all right, you got to stop. And first of all, a guy at that level, right? You would think all of a sudden he's like, he's, I got to go to the bathroom. He has um, like this whole big thing about getting on a plane. He gets all kinds of stressed out. And I was like, you're doing what you're doing and you get stressed out about a plane. And he goes, yeah, yeah. So now the, the plane is delayed. We're sitting in the airport and and the phone rings and he goes, hold on a minute. I got to call my assistant for my voicemails and find out whatever. And I go, okay. And he goes, I said, yeah, well, I forward mine to Google and it transcribes it. And he goes, yeah, yeah, that, whatever. Do you know what, at the level, he actually was the first guy who actually showed me, he goes, I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to get the voicemails off my, off my cell phone. Never mind my office phone. He is as low, he is low tech all the way. He's like, it's like 1973 as far as his technology has gone. And him, it's always been that way, but he would make millions. But him and Quentin, <laughs> and you know what I, you know what I figured out is he's smart enough to figure it out, but he's also smart enough to figure out that. He doesn't need to know that he can hire somebody to do it. Yeah, that, that's, that's been his whole philosophy. That's he been his whole philosophy. Yeah, but a brilliant mind and, you know, top 10 in new in the state of New Jersey. And as far as real estate sales go, solid guy, solid guy. So yeah. Ren, I'm going to ask you one coaching question for Chris. Chris is actually getting ready to open up a branch office in Sarasota, Florida. Right, Chris. Wow. Yeah. And, and his, cause yeah. one of his kids going to college down there. So if you were coaching Chris, right. What do you think would be the one, two or three things you'd tell them to do to, to basically generate business down in Florida from New Jersey? Oh, I don't know. Uh. <laughs> well, if he was doing real estate, what would you tell him to do? If he was breaking into a new market? Breaking into a new market. I mean, I, mean, well, I could tell you, I mean, like, you know, in, in the, in the mortgage business, you're working through other people and you're building that pipeline. So I guess you, right. you, you know, you do your homework and you figure out who the, top 150 are. And I guess with the experience level that Chris is, you know, he knows exactly what to say and how to say it to the people that are the top players and, and, you know, be the, you know, and most of them have arrangements already with people that they're very comfortable with, but you can be their second choice, the understudy and start proving yourself and get some, I mean, I think it's worth just going after the upper middle to high level than it is to go with, you know, than to, you know, I, I would just work with uh, just, you know, chip away at the competitors, you know, yeah. you, I mean, you know, if you have eight people that are sending you a deal a week, you know, that's, you know, that's eight, that's eight deals a week. You know, so. you know what too is, is that um, I just thought of it. And when Rem was saying that is, you know, you could go get like this time of year, especially you can go on to Facebook and pipe in, I'll bet you, you typed in um, Sar Sarasota comma, Millionaire Club, you know, mil, uh, mil, uh, what's it called? The, um, you know, Millionaire Club or whatever the hell it is for the award uh, Circle of Excellence. 
in Florida and figure oh, out. Who well, they, yeah, they all come under different names. So you have to find the local association, feel, find out how they rank them. And it's usually teams and solo agents. And they yep. have, usually have two categories and you got to figure out what they call, what they title it. Then you may have a, you may have a state level and you may have a local level and you may have a, yeah. And then there, um, yeah. So I, yeah, you do the homework and find just out. Create a, just create a hit list and start calling them. Right. You know, and stalking them on Facebook. I mean, and you know, it's the same script you use with me, by the way, because you guys have a couple of those, you know, like structured desk products where a lot of the, a lot of the banks don't do them where you guys warehouse the loan um, for like higher end properties, like luxury properties on the water and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, that would give you a unique, unique selling proposition. But I, I could tell you when I moved from Hudson County to Morris County, I worked three days. I worked three days in one market, two days in the other. And then the following week I would reverse it. And I would call, I would call for sale by owners expired, just listed, just sold. And then if I didn't have anybody, I would find somebody else's listing that sold in that neighborhood. And I would call them and say, Hey, our company just sold, you know, and, and the other thing you could do is go on to the MLS in Saratoga in Sarasota, register yourself as a buyer in buyer one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and make it from a hundred to 200, 300 to 400, 400 to 500. And every morning when you get a new listing, Hey, how you doing? I just want to congratulate your rent on your new listing. By the way, do you have a mortgage relationship uh, that you're working with? And just start calling them. Good ideas. And, uh, Very good ideas. And that's where his system comes in, though, is because Ren's system, when you put the database into his system, you literally pick up the phone, dial it once, and then just start, and it, and it calls for you. Well, I can't say that it does because that wouldn't be legal, but... But uh, it does just about everything short of that. Yeah. You actually have to hit a disposition button to go to the next call, which keeps it legal. Uh, well, so, yeah. By the way, he is the master at making sure it's in compliance, which is that's why I like hanging out with Ren. Yeah. <laughs> well, do, I believe the class action suits that are out there for uh, dialing systems like, uh, like, well, the so, other competitors. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, it, 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 I mean, Jeff Glover had to write a hundred forty thousand dollar check to settle one recently. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a big check, you know, just because you're using a multi-line dialer or a dialer that dials without human intervention. So you have to be real careful. So we're going to wrap this up. I just want to say, um, first of all, thank you guys for coming. Hey, Chris, well, one thought that you would leave everybody with um, uh, something you learned from the summit or something you want to, you think somebody else should want to go there and learn. Well, I think it's just it, it, going back to, to Ren's conversation, you guys talking about coaching and it's all about getting perspective and an outside perspective. And it's great to see folks who have different styles. You have the one gentleman you're talking about who is a 1973 technology, but yet he's out there crushing it with what, what they're doing. You got other people who are using Ren's program and technology and everything else and they're crushing it. And it, and it goes to show that there's not just one exacting way to do something but maybe there's something that you identify with and it's worth checking it out to say, Hey, you know, maybe I take a little bit from Sean. I take a little bit from Ren, a little bit from Chris, put it together. And I kind of got my own little, you know, system that I'm going to make happen in there. But I think, I think the bottom line is, is getting on this, doing this summit and realizing that every one of these people has a system, has a methodology with what they're doing and they all follow it and make it work for what they, that they need to do in that case. Awesome. Good point. Ren. I agree with that. I, just, I second that. You second that. Yeah. Um, I think. I think honestly is one is support your local lenders, which is Chris, and and support our support our mad scientist uh, weapons arsenal person is Ren Jones for uh, Vulcan Seven. If you guys, by the way, 
if you haven't figured it out, grab the link below. It's going to be in the comments to grab your free ticket for the uh, the ultimate, um, basically the uh, 10X Real Estate Warrior Nations Virtual Summit 2021. You're going to get 25 hours of live interviews, tactics, tricks, tips, uh, strategies from literally the industry's best of the best. And I mean, and Ren, you're operating in how many different states and countries or whatever? Uh, Canada, U.S. Canada, U.S. Right, and just about every every province in Canada and U.S. So, you know, he's seeing people all over God's creation. Um, this is not just a lot. These are not just local guys in a local area. It just so happens me and Chris are in the same area. But, um, you know, Chris, you know, people that are on Ren's system are from all over the all over. Um, and we do appreciate you guys coming. Uh, we, as always, it's always a pleasure. And thanks for giving back to the real estate community. Yeah, thanks. Sure. Thanks. Pleasure Thank meeting you, Ren. Thanks, Sean. Nice meeting you, Chris. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Enjoy it. All right. Yeah. All right. Be well, guys. <laughs>